Hey, everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, and along with our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, by the way, also a professor at FIT and uh, Syracuse University, we welcome you to our conversation on the topic of where are all the holiday workers? Indeed. <laughs> so, Shelley, we all know that um, huge signing bonuses are a very common incentive in professional sports, right? And even for C-level executives in corporate America. Well, <laughs> listen to this. The NRF says that the retail industry needs to hire uh, between 500,000 and 665,000 seasonal workers, up from 486,000 in 2020. That's a lot of workers. Can you believe it? Yeah, unbelievable. So guess what? There are more than that number of workers sitting on the sidelines <laughs> with enough government stimulus in their pockets and historical levels of savings all piled up as they stayed under lockdown. And they believe that when they do want to go back to work, they can be very, very selective. In other words, they have all the power today. So for retailers like Amazon that plans to hire, listen to this, 150,000 workers, uh, for some warehouse jobs, they are offering, offering signing bonuses of $3,000. Macy's uh, plans to hire 76,000 full and part-time workers uh, for the holiday season. And they are giving referral bonuses of up to $500. Walmart is paying as much as $17 an hour. And they, they've also been offering free college tuition. And of course, most of the other major retailers are doing the same thing. They're raising wages, they're offering different additional incentives, bonuses, et cetera. So it is really incredible. Um, like many of the topics <clears throat> we have been broadcasting about the many you know, unknown outcomes of the pandemic, this one, like the collapse of the supply chain, will be another additive to inflation. Rising wages and lower supply will drive higher prices. And by the way, Shelley, the, the CPI, Consumer Price Index, is up 6.2%, and it's not moderating. Many economists expect it would end towards the end of this year. Well, it has not. It jumped 0.9% uh, last month from September prior to the previous month, which was up 0.4%. This, you know, this is not a pretty picture. Now, and let me jump in here, Robin, because there's some really interesting factors at play. And some of what is happening now is really going to change the labor market going forward. First, let me add on what you stated about these seasonal jobs. As you know, we are literally two weeks away from the quote unquote season, although I would say that the season started a month ago. Um, Amazon's hiring, like you said, 150,000 jobs this year. But with the interesting pieces, that's 50% more than last year. So wow. they are on track to hit annual sales 
of $475 billion this year in annual sales, and they are nipping at Walmart's heels. Kohl's is adding 90,000 uh, seasonal workers and, of course, sign-on bonuses. Target's hiring 100,000 workers. Michael's is hiring 20,000 and on and on and on. My question is, where are these retailers going to find workers this late in the game? Um, I do recognize, obviously, that some hiring has been done in October and early November, but most of jobs are really hired now. There is absolutely a war on talent in the marketplace, and it's shifting the power of employment from the employer to the employees. And we see this in added bonuses, educational investments. You know, Macy's is putting $35 million uh, funding together for education starting next year. Amazon's paying for college, like you mentioned Walmart is doing. This is a big shift of power in favor of workers. Sure and yep. the workers are really demanding more from employers, including I want to make my own shift, right? I want to work from home. I want to work in certain states. I want more pay. <laughs> <laughs> and right. Right, right now they're yep. getting these things. Yeah. So this, this, this may also give rise to this, the union power will gain traction <clears throat> because the U.S. market employees are feeling more confident and they have a lot of courage to go up against management and unionize for better benefits, pays, et cetera. So the competition among employers is steaming up with retailers trying to become employer of choice. Um, there's a lot of jobs and less workers out there for sure. It's, it's incredible what's going on. <clears throat> wow. And all of it, you know, post-pandemic, what, what, what that pandemic has really driven in this entire economy, really. You know, another perspective, Shelley, is what if retailers, even with signing bonuses, can't get all the workers it needs, right? So read, it will affect service. And what if a shopper has to hunt to find what they want? At best, I guess they find it as overpriced as it will be. Um, well, if they don't leave then with a happy feeling. And at worst, with no help, they leave not even considering a substitute product an associate might have been able to, to suggest them. Um, another aspect of these hundreds of thousands of workers on the sidelines with all the power to be very selective, with enough money, I might add, to take their time to find a step up in their career, bonuses and higher wages may not even make any difference. And also many of them may just say, hey, for the first time in years, I'm gonna relax and enjoy the holidays as opposed to working my tail off. So Shelly, you spent many years in your career at Macy's and Sachs to name two. And of course you've lived through the holiday seasons for all of those years. Um, why don't you give us kind of an insider's on-the-ground description uh, of what goes on in normal times and how this situation is going to impact retailers? And do you think retailers, even giving bonuses and higher wages, will get all the workers they need? Well, you say in normal times. I can't honestly say I remember what <laughs> normal times are. 
Um, but hiring typically, you know, pre-pandemic really took place mid-November <coughs> with mid-November start dates for seasonal workers. Um, and they typically st st uh, stay through December 26, the day after Christmas. But now we have Black Friday in October. We have an elongated selling season. We have a shift to e-commerce, buy online, pick up and store, mobile purchasing. All of these factors are changing both the timing of when seasonal workers are onboarded and the roles of sales associates and support associates to more fulfillment people, order collectors, and obviously more support warehouse uh, positions as well. So if you think about Amazon, they added last mile delivery. They have their own trucks, albeit those are franchised. So not only has the hiring timeline changed, but there's a big change in job roles. The big issue this year is people are not returning to work. So some of the factors that are not in favor of people returning to work are retirees are retiring, savings are high, and less, there's less foreign workers in the marketplace along with people who have started uh, their own business. So I'm just going to talk briefly about each of these. You know, you were, Robin, as usual, right on spot about the comment when you said, I'm going to relax and take some time off. A report by the Kansas City Federal Reserve Bank showed that retiree ranks increased at a double rate expected. So 3.6 million people retired from February 2020 through June 2021. And the expected rate based on a 10-year history was that only 1.5 million would retire. What's really interesting about these specific findings is that once people retire, they're not rejoining the workforce. So pre-pandemic, many retirees would quote unquote retire from their job, but then they'd re-enter the workforce. You know, the gig economy, part-time workers are made up of right. some retirees. Um, but this is not happening at the same rate. Instead, people are retiring and well, they're just retiring. You know, at least now until COVID slows to a pace that makes them feel more comfortable about re-entering the workforce. The good news is, is that many of the retirees are still young enough to actually go back into the workforce over the next few years. So let's talk about savings. You mentioned savings earlier. As of September, households have saved 2.5 trillion more than if the pandemic never happened. This is incredible. from a new, That's incredible, Shelly. I know. It's amazing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this is from a Moody's analytics estimate um, that I found in, in an article from Reuters article. Um, so for higher level incomes, house, this, this equates to 10,000 per person, 10,000 per person in savings for higher level incomes. Lower in level incomes are about 1,000 per person. So there's certainly less of a need to get back to work, especially during a time when people did not celebrate last holiday with their family and friends, they're more apt to make up, you know, lost time this year and spend time not working and spending time with their uh, family and their friends. So the other two factors that have impact less return to work, you know, visas have declined during the pandemic. If you compare the numbers uh, from 2018 and 2019, resulting in fewer foreign workers in the U.S., um, again, the good news here is, is that workers are projected to return in the next year. 
uh, foreign worker, 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 worker. The other areas during the pandemic, a lot of people started opening their own businesses. So during the pandemic, the number of new businesses increased. And, you know, people want more control over their own work. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, your, your point about, I guess, quote, unquote, the season now uh, extending or really starting earlier, as you said, like in October, is, is one I don't believe most people think about. Also, the growth in e-commerce, e-commerce, which requires more workers with, with different job skills, and the lack of foreign workers and retirees just saying, kind of saying, hey, <laughs> take your job and shove it. All of these just add to the angst the retailers are dealing with as they head into this season. One CEO I talked to uh, the other day said, he kind of optimistic, he, he said he wasn't expecting to fill all the positions he needs, but he believes that uh, they'll be able to incentivize uh, their existing workers, you know, to work overtime. And anyway, he hopes that that will work. And another point, Shelley, uh, do you think uh, some of the potential retail workers will just not want to take a job of interacting with a lot of people out of fear, a lingering fear, still fear of, of a lingering pandemic? Well, let me first say, I have, to, I have to make a comment on this idea of leaning on existing workers to kind of pull up the slack. We already have a very <clears throat> exhausted and stretched thin workforce that has really had it. And so we're beginning to see actual signs. I mean, literally signs in storefront windows that are saying, be nice to the workers that showed up today or be nice for <laughs> short staffs. Unbelievable. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and yes, there's going to be many people that still are not feeling comfortable working in a customer facing environment, retail stores, restaurants, hospitality. You know, I've heard some hospitality companies are giving staying bonuses uh, to get people not <laughs> to quit. So if you think about the older generation and gig workers who are older, they may have higher health risks. So this is a real concern for sure. You know, that thing about be nice to the workers that showed up. I mean, that, that is so funny. You know, we, the industry has been so consumer driven to, to, you know, the consumer's always right, do everything to please the consumer. But here, here it's just reversed. <laughs> be nice to the workers. I think that's great. So, uh, you know, with, all the sales predictions from, I don't know, half a dozen uh, you know, consultant, consultants um, and uh, economists and so forth and so on, uh, including the NRF. Um, how are retailers going, going to be able to hire enough staff to meet the 7 to 13% sales increase uh, for the holiday? And, and, and that's the range, okay, of of uh, sales growth from seven to thirteen percent, um, from you know, as I said, several sources. Uh, Jack Klein, hence the chief economist of the NRF, said that holiday retail sales during November and December will grow between eight and a half percent and ten and a half percent over the twenty twenty uh, sales, to a total of 
get this, between $843 billion between that and $859 billion. Even at the low end of that forecast, that, that would be both of the largest growth rate um, on record, topping last year's 8.2%, and uh, the largest total amount beating last year's $777 billion. So, you know, the forecast, uh, yeah, of course, the forecast does exclude, exclude uh, automobile dealers, ga uh, gas stations, and restaurants uh, to focus on the, on the core retail. Anyway, Kleinhans in the monthly economic report stated, spending has continued at a brisk pace throughout 2021, up 14.5% year over year uh, for the first nine months and has returned to pre-pandemic levels uh, for many retail categories. While some individuals who lost jobs last year still face financial difficulty, uh, data tracked by Harvard University shows that spending by low-income consumers was up 22.3% at the end of September compared with pre-pandemic uh, January uh, 2020. So, as I mentioned, <clears throat> given these incredible growth expectations, retailers need to hire somewhere between 500 and 665,000 seasonal workers. And as I said, that's up from 486,000 uh, hires in 2020. So, Shelley, um, tell us about the retail trade employment rates uh, that came out in October from the uh, Bureau of Labor uh, Statistics. Sure. So the employment in the retail trade, including all sectors, rose by 35,000 jobs in October, uh, mostly positive for many sectors, including 15,000 jobs in general merchandise sector, 16,000 in food and beverage, electronic stores and health and beauty were up between six and 8,000 jobs. The only area that really took a hit in terms of jobs in October was home and garden, which was down about 10,000 jobs. That makes sense. You know, it's not their peak season, their peak season spring. The unemployment rate for October uh, of this year is 5.2% uh, compared to last year at 6.5%. So the total employment for retail trade for October, according to the um, Bureau of Labor Statistics, is that we have 15.5 million workers compared to October 2020 which was 15.1. So we're up about 2.6%. However, an interesting number is the quit rate. How many people are quitting retail jobs? The quit rate for retail workers is up 6%. And this is a very real number. You know, talking to my contacts in the industry running stores, employees are more easily quitting jobs. And management is becoming more lenient on accepting underperformance because they don't have enough staff. So, um, and just to note that the average weekly payrolls in October were up 6%, $141 per week versus $133 per week. Um, and with all these added incentives, we're seeing now this will be a higher increase in November and December for sure, and obviously will impact some of those operating costs. Yeah, and it will also um, hit inflation again. Anyway, oh, and another complication, Shelley just thought of. Uh, the vaccine or weekly testing mandate. 
it's just another complication. I mean, for all businesses, that is. Uh, but it's just another complication for these retailers um, with more than 100 employees. How the heck are they really going to deal with this? I mean, go figure. So, you know, once again, Shelly, to wrap, kind of wrap this up, we are rapidly heading into another unknown situation as a result of the pandemic. And during, obviously, the most critical time of the year for retailers. And kind of unusual for me, <laughs> I'm taking a positive view, uh, at least for this holiday season. The CEO I talked to said he believes the shortage of workers will not affect the high end of those growth expectations. However, and this is the big one, he said, it's the post-holiday period into 2022, uh, the overall economy and lingering inflation is what really concerns him. So, you know, Shelly, I'm sure we're going to be covering that as a topic earlier in the new year. Yes, I'm sure. And those are great concerns going into next year. Um, for our listeners, you can find more of our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Bowsprout, and therobinreport.com. Please follow us on social media, link in with us, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. And I want to thank everybody again for joining us this week. And um, as always, um, I, I, I reach out to you. And if any of you have some topics that, that you would like Shelly and I to cover, uh, please email me, robin at therobinreport.com. And thanks again.